Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. All right, would you, would you stand with me? Would, would you all stand with me and open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 19, 1 through 10. Thank you so much. Um, I'm the youth pastor at the church, Jonathan Senna. My friends call me John. Got a basketball up here. We'll get to that in a second. Gave you all a piece of a net. Let's see. All right, all right. We're going to get started here in a second. Um, I'm usually next door upstairs with our students, and we have a good time. I'm going to have to be a little more careful tonight because I know we're online, so make sure I'm just keeping it, uh, you know, where we need to be. So Luke chapter 19, 1 through 10 in the New Living Translation. And tonight, I want you to say this with me. Somebody say, survive, survive. and advance. Say it one more time. Look at someone next to you. Come on, loosen up just a little bit. I know it's Wednesday. We're a little tired, but we're going to give them a cheesy smile that makes them terribly uncomfortable at church and say, survive and advance. Look at someone else on the other side of the room. Look at them. Lock eyes. Make it weird. Somebody say, survive and advance. All right. I believe that God called you to walk with him more than to just survive. God doesn't want you to just get saved and go to heaven. God has called you as a child of Abraham to experience all the blessing he has for you. He doesn't want you to just survive. He wants you to advance the kingdom in this life and to do great things. And I believe with all my heart that tonight I'm looking at, at champions. You know, many times we think, well, champion, what are you talking about? My, my best days are behind me. Don't you know, John, that I was sexually abused? John, don't you know that I was physically abused and I was hurt and I was rejected? I, I've lost a lot. I've made a lot of bad decisions. And John, I feel, you may be saying, you know what, I feel like I'm damaged goods. I don't feel like God, maybe God could use that other one from that rich family. Maybe them, they had, they had everything, they had money, and they were never hurt or broken like I am. But maybe God could use them. No, 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 God has a plan for you. And God looked through time, sent his son Jesus to die on a cross to pay a price for you so that you could not only accept the gift of his son Jesus and survive, but to advance in this life to be more than a conqueror and to experience all the blessings God has for you. One more time. Somebody say survive and advance. All right. Luke chapter 19, 1 through 10. Um, let's read that together. Verse 1. I think I have it written up the same way you do up there. So 1, 2, 3. Let's read. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. I can relate. All right. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. 
For the Son of Man, say it out loud, for the Son of Man came to seek and save those who were lost. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you because you have called us out of death to life. I thank you, Lord, because we don't have to live this life alone and broken. We can survive and then advance. We can move forward, and when we step into eternity, into heaven instead of hell, we can step in with glory and favor as children of Abraham, walking in prosperity so that we can bless others around us and love others into the kingdom. We thank you, and God, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Um, so in this story, we see three things that are going to stand out. And I'll bring those up because you have some notes with you. And you have a little basketball net. I'm going to get to that in just a second. But the three, the three main points I want to talk about is just a, like a highlighter. If I had a big yellow highlighter, I would just highlight what Pastor Fabian talked about on Sunday morning. Because he talked about how we can step into the kingdom, how we can step into the big, awesome blessing that God has for us. And tonight, I'm just going to highlight that and just uh, delve into it a little more. I'm going to just jump into it a little more. So here's how you and I can survive in advance. And we're going to see this in the story of Zacchaeus, was that he made a decision. He decided. Somebody say decide. He decided. The next thing was he decided to be trained. Someone say training. And then the last thing, the last thing was act. Someone say act. So he decided he trained, and then he acted. We're going to get into that in just a moment. I love basketball. Now, basketball is in my, in my blood. I know we got a coach in the house. How many like some basketball, some of our students? I went to a game one time, and I saw Miss Debbie. And I was like, hey, Miss Debbie, how you doing? There's a big group of us. And we get rowdy with Miss Adrian and all of us. Y'all know how we do it. Jairus is over there. And um, we're all hanging out. I was like, hey, Miss Debbie, you want to come see it? She's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is, my, this is me time right now. And she would just go out and just chill and watch the game and just enjoy. And we love basketball. And, you know, in, in the early 1980s, there was a team at North Carolina State University. They called them the Wolfpack. And they had a culture. They were in the ACC. It was a division known for winning. They won basketball games. They loved basketball games. It was big. It was an awesome thing. And they even had a culture of winning at North Carolina State, although some of you are probably more familiar with UNC, that light blue color. And they, they were ready. They had a, a North Carolina State University put a team together. They were awesome. They were ready to win a championship. But all of a sudden, their fantastic coach decided to move on somewhere else. And they didn't know what they were going to do. And the university decided, they made a decision. They said, you know what, we're going to get this guy from Queens, New York, an Italian guy from Queens, New York, bring him down south, and his name is Coach Valvano, Coach Jim Valvano. We're going to bring him in. And Coach Jim Valvano came in to meet with the team, and he was hyped, and he's like, man, I'm going to be friends with Dean Smith and all these famous coaches out here. And they're like, man, this guy's crazy. He's too excited. We don't really like this guy. And so he came out and met with the team, and they're like, you know, you had some white guys and some African-American guys, and they're like, man, who is this guy? He's like, hey, how you doing? You know, he's very Italian. And um, he came out at practice, and he said, guys, we're going to work hard. And he said, this is what we're going to do. He'd work them hard. He said, the first day of practice, he said, I'm going to win a championship. And they're like, what? This guy's never won a championship before. He's never even been to the NCAA finals 
for basketball and college championship. He said, I'm going to win a championship. And I'm glad Liz is here because I know she likes some ball too. She'll be at Gia with the game with snacks. We go hit her up. But Coach Valvano said, I'm going to win a championship. And they said, really? Yeah. He said, I'm going to win a championship. And one of the players on his team was a later NBA player named Thurl Bailey. He said, the more he spoke, the more we set up, the more we listened. He said, he painted a picture for us. Coach Valvano said, he said, if I can get you to see what I'm seeing, to dream what I'm dreaming, he said, we can get there, we can win it. This can be the team. And he would practice. He said, you know, we, we made a decision. We're going to win this thing. And he started training his team. And he started getting them ready. And they worked hard. And part of their practice every year, one practice was dedicated to this one thing. You see, when you win a championship in the NCAA, they'll go up. They'll host the coach on their shoulders, a star player. And they go up. And what do they do? They cut the net to remember a championship. Now at this point, the early 1980s, North Carolina State had never won it. They hadn't won a championship in years. And he got one whole practice and did it. He said, guys, let's go. We're going to win a championship, so we're going to practice it. We're going to train it, and we're going to start acting on it. So they hosted the coach, and they thought they were acting like idiots. They're like, what the heck? They probably said a few other words. What are we doing? This is stupid. And he walked over, and he, a whole practice cut the net down. And he said, we're going to win a championship. And that first year passed. They played hard. They, they gave it every year. And that first year, one whole practice, they cut a net. Went to, they did the whole year, didn't make it that far. Lost. They were beat. Second year, same thing. Third year, same thing. Fourth year, it's, night, it's getting into the 1983 season. And all of a sudden, coach says, no, 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 we're going to win. And they do another practice where they cut the net. And they go into the season, one of the guys gets hurt, their star player. They think they're out. They lost 10 games. They're not on their way to a championship. And Coach Valvano said, no, 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 we're going to win. He said, I had to believe it first. He said, I had, to, I had to do it first. He decided that they were going to win a championship. So they started playing. And even though their season was bad, he said, we're going to have to win the ACC. We're going to have to win that just to even get in the tournament. Guess what? They beat Michael Jordan's team, the greatest player to ever play the game. They beat, they beat Virginia with Ralph Sampson, these great players, and then they made it to the tournament. They started playing, shooting the lights out. They, played, they started winning games, going into overtime, going in, and finally the last game, they made it against Houston. And you had these great players, and I'm going somewhere with this for those of you who are not into sports, so stay with me. They made it to the last game. There's like 30, 40 seconds left. They got the ball back. They're dribbling. They're passing it around. They almost got it lost. One guy pulls up. It's like a Steph Curry three-pointer. Pulls up, shoots a crazy shot. The clock is going down. Five, four, three. And it's, look, it's an air ball. It's coming down. All of a sudden, some guy jumps up, grabs it, and dunks it at the last second. And they win the championship. They were a team that wasn't supposed to do anything. But because Coach Valvano decided and trained and acted on it, they became champions in the NCAA tournament. To this day, they're one of the greatest teams and one of the most amazing Cinderella stories to ever happen in the United States of America. He, he told his team throughout that season, he said, they said, coach, how are we going to get through this? He said, survive one game and advance. 
Sometimes we're worried about tomorrow or next year or last year. And all God's saying is, no, 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 no. Survive one more, one more day and advance the next. Get in the word today. Pray, seek his face and advance. All right, let's go on. So three keys to advance into your blessing and to your inheritance as a child of God. We talked about Coach Valvano. Let's jump back in the story of Zacchaeus. Number one is decide. Write that down in your notes. Luke 19, 3 through 4 says this. He tried to get a look at Jesus. You had this short guy, Zacchaeus. What was his name? Zacchaeus was a tax collector. They were frowned on. They were like traitors to their own people because they would not only take money and collect for the Roman government, which all the Jewish people hated, but they'd get extra and line their pockets and make themselves rich. He made his wealth by ripping people off. And so people didn't like him. So this short little crook shows up in a crowd and wants to see Jesus. He decided that he didn't want to stay where he was. And he went out to try to find Jesus. And he, tried, he just wanted to look and see Jesus. It says he tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road. For Jesus was going to pass that way. You see, as you move toward your destiny... We get a dream when we're kids. I'm going to be an astronaut. One guy said, he told his dad, he said, Daddy, I'm going to be a doctor. He said, yes. His dad was like, yes. And then he goes, or a dinosaur. <laughs> so we all have dreams, right? Camila's in this thing right now. She's been watching cartoons, so she wants to be a doctor. She's always checking my heart uh, with a little play stethoscope. She'll even put it on my leg. I don't know if there's a heartbeat there, but she loves it. Kids have dreams. We all have dreams. But then something happens, right? We get abused, we get hurt, we make a mistake, and we stop dreaming. We say, well, Pastor John, I'm damaged good. I'm too young. I'm too old. Don't you know I can't? No, no, no. God's called you to still do great things. That's why I love it. Brother Pacheco, he came in tonight and he said, you know what? He said, man, I was at Southern Heights today. And he said, we were loving on kids and just helping them. And the ones who struggle, we help them even more. Because we're not done dreaming here. We're not done believing that God can use us to do extraordinary things. We're not done. It's not over. You say, well, don't you know I had this divorce? Or don't you know I had this pain? No, no, no. It's not over. God still does big things. If God could work, if God could work in uh, uh, Coach Valvano's life, if he could work in his life, he can work in your, your life too. Ian, here, grab this. Oh, good one. Throw it back. All right. Look at that. If God can work in his life, he can work in your life. Coach, grab this. Oh, look at that. He just grabbed it. He said, but I dropped the ball last time. No, no, that's right. Let's pick it up. And let's decide to to move forward. Whatever happened in the last play, what happened yesterday, don't worry about that. Let's move forward to what God has for us. God has big things for us. God's not done. People are like, what? God has awesome things for you. He's not done with you yet. We can decide to move forward. You say, well, I've been hit by pain or betrayal, death. The big question is, are you going to decide to serve God? Are you going to quit? Are you going to just going to survive? Are you going to advance? Zacchaeus decided to pursue Jesus. Someone say decide. The second thing is train. Write that down. Pastor talked about that on Sunday morning. If you're going to step into the blessing that God has for you, then you've got to train. You've got to grow in your walk with God. You've got to mature. It's personal prayer. It's fasting and and, and getting in the word. It's corporate prayer and spiritual warfare class. It's pressing into God and saying, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get to know Jesus. 
Luke 19, 5 through 6 says this. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. And Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. You see, Zacchaeus decided to hang out with Jesus. When you wake up in the morning, is it humanly possible to set the alarm 30 minutes earlier to hang out with Jesus for a little bit? Did you know that I've found that in my life, when I spend time in the morning and hang out with Jesus in the word and prayer, I'm a better husband. When I hang out with Jesus and spend time with him, I'm a better youth pastor. I'm a better dad. I, I, have, more, I have more grace for people in my life. I always say, man, if, if there's any kids that are still serving Jesus from my first two years as youth pastor, it's like the greatest miracle in the world. <laughs> so I've, been, I've had a chance to hang out with Jesus a little bit more. Thank God. But Zacchaeus hung out with Jesus. That was training for him. He spent time with him. Guys, let me tell you something. You can't just decide to, to advance. You've got to pay a price to advance in God's kingdom. You've got to actually do it. I like what in that movie, uh, The Matrix, remember back in 1998 or 1999, The Matrix came out. And Lawrence Fishburne, that amazing African-American actor, he played, he was like that, you know, that sharp, he was like the, the, the wise leader, you know. And, the, and he said, uh, he told, he was Morpheus. And he told Neo, he said, Neo, he'd always be so serious. And he had those cool glasses and they're running off the walls and stuff. You remember that? He goes, Neo, there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. I can decide that I'm going to do something, but if I don't set the alarm clock a little earlier tomorrow and get up and spend time with God, then it's just a decision that had no effect. I've got to actually do it. Here's the thing. God wants to bless us, and at every step of, that we grow in our, in our maturity, there's more that God unlocks of our inheritance. My little girl is Camila. I love Camila. Camila's great. She's two and a half years old, and man, we have a lot of fun. All right, I go to. I was at a basketball game for Elise last year, and um, she in the middle of the game. It's like fourth quarter, and it's starting to get hype. I mean, it's tight. The game, the, the points. It's it's close. It's just one of those things. We're just all like gripping our the bench there and yelling and and uh, and all this stuff. And Camila said stairs, and I'm like, no, switch the game. She's all stairs, dad, dad. And she starts doing it. You know how kids are. So I'm like, okay, okay. So I start walking and I'm trying to watch Elise play and I'm like walking around and I'm like, oh Lord. And she's like, no, no, no. She wants to just keep walking in the, in the game. So we make it to the other side and we walk over and I see, I see Liz. And Liz is sitting there and she's got it like worked out like an art. She has Gia. She's got like an endless supply of snacks. She's like Willy Wonka. She's like that. I'm like, what the heck? And she's giving snacks and got toys and all this stuff. And Liz is just handing, handing, handing great snacks and watching the game. And I was like, hey, Liz, what's up? And Camila's like, yeah, Gia, snacks. And sits there and we're able to watch the game. Now she's growing, but that's, you know, that's some immaturity. Isn't that right? Now, technically, everything Camila has, everything I have is Camila's. Technically, that's her inheritance. The car, the house, the food, and anything we have, it's hers. But she's got to grow in her maturity to access those blessings. To actually walk up to the, count, to the, to the cabinet door, open up, get a glass out, and pour milk, she's got to mature in her muscles and, and know how to do that and grow so that she can do that. Otherwise, 
even though it's all hers, if she gets that right now or tries to do that right now, she's going to get hurt. And a lot of us, we want to access God's blessing. Oh, I want the prosperous life. Yeah, that's great. I love it. You're watching T.D. Jakes and you're watching Kenneth Copeland. Great, do it, grow. But here's the thing. You've got to grow in your faith to access God's blessing. Every level of maturity you go in your walk with God, God will bless you. God wants to know he can trust you with his blessing. Now, here's the thing. I heard a story years ago. There was a guy that had this dog, and my students know this story. The dog was half wolf and half regular dog. And he was a great, he trained him from a baby, man. He was, it was a great dog. And he had chickens in the chicken coop too. And one day, one of the chicken co- chickens ran out, and this boy's dog ran over, grabbed the chicken to put the chicken back. But when he bit the chicken, he's half wolf, he got a little taste of blood. And he got a little taste of blood, and all of a sudden, there was a part of him that liked some chicken. All right? He's like me. I like some chicken too. But he was like, and he started eating chickens. And the, the owner's like, no, 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 we can't do this. And someone, the, the dad was like, hey, we're going to have to put him down. And this is back in the day out west. He's like, we're going to have to put him down if he doesn't stop eating our chickens. And so what the master did was he sat him, he, he got his dog next to him. Because even though the dog had part of him that liked the taste of chicken, he loved his master more. And every time, he said, no, 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 I'm going to train him. They went to the chicken coop. And every time a chicken came out, that dog had the urge, the instinct to go and eat chicken. And every time he got up, the master held him. And he stayed close to the master. And as long as he stayed close to the master, he knew that he'd rather please the master and have his provision than try to get chicken on his own. Because that wouldn't lead well anyway. And he held him back to the point where he was trained not to eat any more chickens. Let me tell you what. God wants to bless you and he wants you to grow in him. But God wants to know that he can trust you with some chicken. (laughs) Can God trust you with the chickens? Is it every, I, I've, tell, I've told our students, is it, can God trust you with the opposite sex so that you can look at a beautiful girl that walks in the door to 512 or our youth ministry and you don't think, oh, I wonder what would it be like to hook up with her or be with her? Oh, wow. Or she, was she, is that girlfriend material? No, no, no. How about, how can I honor her? How can I honor him and be a man of God, a woman of God, so that God in his time, God will give me what I need, but I'm going to stay close to the master so that I can be trusted with his blessing in my life. Can you be trusted with the financial provision God's given you? Can you tithe with $10? Because if you can do that, you can tithe with $50,000. Are you faithful where you are? Because if you are, at every level of maturity and growth, God will bless you. Can you say, man, I'm ready for the miracles. Yeah, can can you spend time with God 20 minutes in the morning and read your Bible on a daily reading plan and grow and renew your mind so that God can work in your life? Are you walking in God's love and spending time with him? Here's the thing. When I decide to spend time with Jesus and train to the point where I'm spending time with Jesus every day in prayer, I find out that God loves me unconditionally. And when I live in that place, when I live in that place of security, then I can step out and do what God's called me to do and be real and bold and I don't, have to be inse- I don't have to be insecure or jealous of other people's gifts or blessings because God will give me my own. God is such a good God. And that's why it's important for us to decide. It's important for us to train. And here's the third thing, act. We've got to act. 
You can decide, you can train, but then you got to actually step out. Somebody say act. It said, meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor, Lord. If I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. God doesn't want you to just survive. He wants you to advance. God touched Zacchaeus' life and he said, man, I've been with Jesus. I want Jesus more than anything else. He said, I'm going to bless people. I'm going to do right by people. I'm going to actually say I'm sorry and ask for forgiveness and own it in my life. How many Christians and how many teenagers, young people, don't own their own mistakes? God can't work in our lives as long as there's not repentance. God can't trust you with the next relationship and more friendships in your life until you take care of the ones you have. I tell our young people, guys, God wants to bless you with a wife of your own one day. You tell a 15-year-old boy that, they're like, what, a woman? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh, but can you be faithful with the woman that's your mom right now? Can you be faithful to clean your room? Can you be faithful to treat that young lady at 512 in our youth ministry? Can you be respectful to her and treat her like a woman of God instead of a piece of meat? Can you look, actually look in her eyes and have a conversation with her instead of looking her up and down? Can you actually treat her like a woman of God? Young lady, can you treat a, a young man like a, a, a son of God? God wants to know that. Let me tell you something. I know, guys, God has great plans for you. You're not done dreaming. You're not done with the great plans God has for you. But here's the thing. Sometimes we give up when life hurts and when life gets hard. In 2013, and I'll close with this. 2013, it was one of the hardest months of my life. I got a phone call. I was at the post office. I just had this great fundraiser the day before for my campaign. I was a city commissioner at the time. Life was going good. I had a great service. I was at a massive quinceanera and spoke. God showed up. But I was at the post office, and I got a phone call. They said, your mom had a seizure, and she's having a hard time. That began the hardest month of my life. And as they put on some soft music, very, very soft, I remember going and taking my mom to that specialist in Lovington. And here I am, a youth pastor, a city commissioner. I'm supposed to be a man of faith. And I, it's, I'm supposed to go and it's a Wednesday night. I'm supposed to go and talk to my, kid, my students and tell them about God's plan for their life. And I'm sitting across from a specialist and he said, you need to get hospice because your mom has 30 days to live. He said, I'm looking at the... I'm looking at the report right here. He said, stage four cancer, 30 days to live. I got in my car, my sister and I, and we drove home. Tears were filling my eyes. I was having a hard time driving and concentrating on that 20-mile stretch from Lovington to Hobbs. I was struggling, man. But all the way, we had a lady in the car named Irma Valenzuela. Some of y'all know Sister Irma. Lives right, lived right over here on South Ship. The whole way, she kept speaking the word. You see, she, she remembered that we'd already made a decision. She remembered that we'd already been training the word, and she was acting. And sometimes we need friends in our lives to help us along the way. She said, no, no, God's good. Jesus is still the healer. Jesus is still Lord. God is still good. And we walked through that month, and it was a hard month. They said she had 30 days to live. And I said, all right, Lord, we're going to trust you. And guess what? God gave us five more years. It was a miracle. 
And in those five years, God showed up. He did amazing things. She wrote two more children's books. She shared Jesus with us. Even though I lost a, a, a 2010 election for the county, she saw me win a 2016 one. She was there. She showed up to the county. I have the picture. God was faithful. And on the last day she was alive, I pushed her around the house in that little wheelchair. I sang songs. You don't want to see me with the mic, B. But I sang to my mom all the songs that I knew. We even put on a Glenn Campbell song on, if you can believe that. And I sang to her. Mom wasn't saying much that day. But I laid her down in the bed. And I was going to walk out into the kitchen to talk to my Uncle Ed and my, my, my dad. And my mom said, John. And I turned around and the last three words my mom ever told me. Three words that I'll never forget. She said, I love you. And I made, I made a decision, even through the pain and the hardness and everything else, I made a decision that I was going to continue to serve Jesus and not walk in bitterness and remember that God gave me five more years and she was a miracle and I have that and God was faithful. And I decided to, to get in God's word and to seek his face, even if I needed help from others. And I got help from a lot of you in here and other youth pastors and people in the church praying. And I decided I was still going to act. And let me tell you something. There's still God, God's goodness. On the other side of that obedience, God still shows up. And now today I'm able to go into the jails and tell people, hey, Jesus loves you. Oh, man, but don't you know my, my family's broken. That's all right. My mom passed away, but she's in heaven, and there's hope for you, and it's not over. That's not the last page. The last page is in Revelation 22, and it says we win, and we're all going to go to heaven one day, and we can be faithful here. We can not just survive, but we can advance. That's what my mom did. That's what she impressed on me, and that's how I've decided to live too. And today I'm living in that legacy, and you can too. Let me tell you something. Death doesn't have to define you. Pain doesn't have to define you. Divorce, loss, failure, brokenness, abuse, none of those things have to define you. You can choose to step into the best that God has for you. And your best days are in front of you. God's hand is on you. He loves you. And you can walk in that. Would you bow your heads with me? Let's pray. Father, I thank you because we don't have to just survive we can advance. I thank you because you have good things in store for us. You love us. You are such an awesome and powerful God. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father God, not just for a Coach Balvano, Lord, uh, story and example. I thank you for the example of my mom. I thank you, Lord, for a woman who survived and, and advanced in so many ways. I thank you, Lord, because we get to do that every day and because you have good things in, in store for us. And we can live in the legacy of those who went before us. And we can fulfill our destinies because you are a good God. You are a powerful God. You are a healer. And you're bigger, Lord, than COVID. Oh, we thank you so much. Would you stand with me tonight? Would you pray? If, if you need to get right with God, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. You say, man, or if you're watching online, you say, you know what? I need to get right with Jesus. I need to make peace with God and just turn back to Jesus and repent. Let's all do that together. Can we pray that? Let's pray that. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for all my sins. Forgive me. Forgive me. I believe you died on a cross and came back to life for me. 
I repent of my sins. Jesus, I make you Savior and Lord. In Jesus' name. Raise your hands with me. Can we do that too? Can we pray this? Let's pray this together. Say, Father God, tonight I decide to walk with you, to follow you. I decide to get trained, to grow closer to you. And I decide to act, to walk in your love. I thank you for using me. Change me. Love through me. In Jesus' name.